Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest techniques and strategies happening in the EdTech world. My name is Kevin Hogan. I'm content director for eSchool News, and I'm happy you found us here today. In this episode, we bring you some more takeaways from this year's FETC show in Orlando, Florida. I had the chance to speak with John Calvello. He's the VP of Institutional Sales at Tutor.com and the Princeton Review. We were able to explore the evolving landscape of educational services, and we particularly focused on remote tutoring and standardized testing, obviously, two of the particular services and products uh, that are coming out from, from John's group. You can hear how high-dosage tutoring programs are tailored to specific student needs that can provide faster and more insightful support for educators and parents and students, obviously, especially when it comes to underserved schools and districts. It's another aspect of the emerging strategies, technologies, and initiatives that are aimed at bridging educational gaps and providing equitable opportunities for all students. Have a listen. Okay, John, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This time, I don't know, where you, where are you clicking in from these days? So I'm based outside of Philadelphia, but currently today, I just happen to be in New York. All right. Well, I'm right in between you and Trent, New Jersey, and we're both freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. So, but let's get, let's get into it. So next week, uh, down in Florida, kind of give us a background of, of where you're from, what you guys are doing, and what you're intending to bring to the table at FETC this year, and what you're hoping to take away. This is a really exciting event for us. You know, it's one of the bigger events that we do. TPR Education, True.com, and the Princeton Review really want to make a, a big presence. The theme that we have for our booth this year is called the Equity Grow, right? We're two trusted partners, Princeton Review, True.com, one incredible team. And really the overall theme that we want to do this year, that we have services for all students. No matter where you are in your educational career, we have something that can help those students and really be a great support structure for districts, for schools, for admins, right? So, and so between both organizations, the Princeton Review and Tutor.com, you know, we have over 65 years of experience, you know, working with schools and districts and helping families. What we're looking to do is take all of our core services, meet tons of great new people, administrators, talk to our partners, and really try to find out what is the need that you have and how can we help Interesting. You, you talk about the the equity piece of it amongst all the other things that were turned on their heads over the, the, the past few years was this idea of DEI is the acronym that people are using. But the pandemic brought into stark reality a lot of the inequities that were out there, one of which obviously was the idea of tutoring. I know the perception BP before the pandemic was that was kind of something for I mean, let's just say it, the rich kids, right? I mean, that was it was something that was a bonus for people who could afford to bring in a tutor. If the student is struggling, their parents or if they're in a wealthy school district might have those sort of resources where in underserved communities, it wasn't there. It seems that the platform, the remote platform of tutoring, you look at Khan Academy, I guess it's probably poster child, but then other products and services such as yours is giving those underserved communities more of an opportunity than maybe in the past? Yeah, and no, I think it's it's a great way to reach as many students as we can, especially underserved students. I mean, one of the things 
that I'm really proud of for a long time, right? Over 20 years, we have been doing tons and tons of work with different kinds of programs. We've been supporting GIRA programs for a long time, especially around even things like test preparation, right? So really trying to drive first-time generation college-bound students and families. And historically, you know, the family member who's never taken the standardized tests, that translates to a student who's not familiar with it, right? So just really doing whatever we can to drive exposure, understanding how a test works on the test prep side of the business. And then with True.com, you know, we've been around for over 20 years. And believe it or not, we actually started in the library space before everyone had a one-to-one device because libraries were really innovative. And that was the great way to get in front of students and families who didn't have a computer at home, may not have had internet access, and could go somewhere in their community to get real-time tutoring. That's actually how we started Tutor.com business. And then we really built it from there, right? So, you know, integrating our work into districts all over the country, helping drive scale, but this underlying theme of getting students what they need at that exact moment when they're stuck, right? And that's where so many students lose hope. They get frustrated. They give up, right? And so having that resource to anyone, I mean, that really makes such an impact in students and, and families' lives. That's a big part of what we've been trying to do. So kind of what is the state of play right now when it comes to remote tutoring? Again, I mean, as I mentioned, there was, there seemed, there was an, a forced acceleration during COVID, right, uh, where people were using it. Now we're back to whatever normal is, but have general behaviors changed? I mean, are people more accepting of the idea of having a tutoring session online than maybe they were before? Kind of give us where you see the space right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the space is continuing to evolve. One of the things I think about after the pandemic is how quickly K-12 has evolved. Usually it's a slower space, right? And now there's so many changes happening. And when the pandemic hit, everything was about questions of scale, right? Students are in the classroom, they're at home. We need to get something the students can easily access and they can get that real-time support, exactly that moment of need. And there still is a ton of need for that, right? Students still need that wraparound service. They, you know, it's incredibly helpful. We just uh, completed an SL Level 2 study through Learn Platform where you know, we made lots and lots of improvements for you know, our partners where students are seeing an increase in um, their GPAs, reducing the percentage of Ds and Fs for students, increasing attendance. So we're seeing we're making big, measurable impacts with our on-demand. The thing that I am seeing changing is really now becoming specific of different types of students need different kinds of support, right? It's still great that all students can get this wraparound service, that access. And that's why we launched our high dosage tutoring program. We really wanted to make sure if there was a specific subset of students that really need algebra readiness, you know, that were trickling from eighth grade into ninth grade, they need a very particular curriculum. They need something that is pre-scheduled multiple times a week, same tutor. So we launched that product, right? Because needs are changing. Not everybody always needs everything. It's never been that way. And so we really wanted to then start, you know, honing in, listening to our partners, still offering the wraparound service because it's incredibly beneficial. It makes an impact. But then really sitting down and figuring out these are the students that we really need to move the needle on. How do we have a program that does that? High dose tutoring is a way that we started to launch that. So I'm seeing that kind of need change in the space. Yeah. Well, let's flip over to the uh, assessment side, the principal review side. I mean, the, there's certainly a lot of upheaval 
during the past few years when it comes to standardized testing. Or take the temperature uh, on on that side of the coin. Yeah, I mean, I think like test preparation has has really been a state by state thing, right? So certain states really funded, really pay attention to it, like places like New York, New Jersey, Texas, right? They've always sort of had this like stronghold in making sure like big push and spending allocations for test preparation. Um, and so now that you have the digital SAT, you know, we're seeing a lot of interest in how can we train teachers in the classroom who want to be able to understand how this test type works and make sure they know how it works and they can help their students be successful and it make sure it doesn't feel like something they've never seen before. And right? so we're spending a lot of time training teachers how to deliver Princeton review content in the classroom. Then we also run courses in different programs throughout the country as well if they want to use our staff or tutors. Yeah. So um, I guess two other questions. So down on the show floor, are there anything in particular that you're going to be highlighting uh, when it comes to your your products and services that our, our, our readers and our, our listeners should look out for? Yeah, I mean, so one, certainly, I, I think people are familiar with Princeton Review Test Prep, but we'll have that people are interested. And I think on-demand is something people are really familiar with. But two things that we're you know, really excited to talk to more partners about and you know people that we're going to meet. One is you know the work we're doing with high-dosage tutoring, right? So again, we really aligned ourselves to the Annenberg Institute, really looking at you know what makes that kind of tutoring successful, what moves the needle, right? And so how we're working with partners to deliver tutoring three times a week, you know, small group instruction, assessment-based, high-quality curriculum, right? You're building that relational you know, learning, right? So it's a big part of what we're going to be doing. We actually just won the Journal's New Product of the Year Award for high-dose tutorings. And then the other piece that's really exciting, you know, that we're launching in 24 is the work that we're also doing around incorporating AI into our on-demand services, whether that's through an AI chatbot or an essay review uh, really a great way where we can take all the methodology, the things that we know that's made us really successful with tutoring and train an AI around that to give students faster support, pumping them with an essay within three seconds, but really important to not rewrite an essay. Right? That's not beneficial. Really giving students clarity on something like how strong is your thesis statement, beginning, middle, and end, are you saying source, right? So Really, what we want to do is use our AI skills that we have and give additional resources to our partners you know, to go faster, to have more insight. So they're really the things that we're looking to bring to FETC and have lots of great conversations about. Well, we almost made it 10 minutes without talking about AI, so that was pretty good. Yeah, I got to bring it to the <laughs> end, right? End on hot. But obviously, that is going to continue to be, I'm sure, the... Uh, the main theme going forward uh, down in Florida, so many different aspects of that uh, are are positive. And I think as the hype goes away, people are starting to see the real value in it. But as you said, just the way in which it's implemented and also teaching students and their teachers and their parents the proper way to use the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think when I think about AI, right, a lot of it to me, or especially when you incorporate it, is really about driving insights, driving data, right? I don't believe that all of a sudden it has going to be it's going to fix everything for every student, right? It, it gives them an opportunity to rewrite and submit an essay two or three times before they turn it in to a teacher. That's a great win, and they get more practice, you know, before the teacher gives them the final grade in their feedback, right? So they're evolving, they're getting more drafts in, which I see is a really powerful tool. But then giving all that insights to the staff, right? Where did they come to us for? How many drafts did they submit? 
you know, what are the parents seeing? So really then giving all that data back, to me, that's a lot of the value. Like the insights that are happening and always making sure that students are doing the work, right? So the student that does the work is going to be the students that's doing the learning, right? So I think that's, for us, that's an important thing for us to really remember. Yeah. And that about wraps it up for this episode of Innovations in Education. Be sure to go up to eschoolnews.com and click on Innovations in Education, where you can find an entire archive of conversations and other information that I've been having with the leading experts in the ed tech field. I think you'll find something there that can help with your everyday work, as well as a bigger picture of what's happening in the world of education and technology. So thanks for listening, and I hope you find another episode soon.